Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast. My name is Jeff Gluck, and each week I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver. Up next is Corey LaJoy, fellow podcaster with his Stacking Pennies podcast. And although he asks plenty of questions himself to his guests on the podcast, I also wanted to have him back on the 12 Questions podcast to see if we could get some things that we hadn't heard from Corey LaJoy before. We had a fun conversation, so let's go ahead and take a listen. All right, everybody, I'm here for another 12 questions with Corey LaJoy. How are you doing, Corey? I'm great, buddy. Thanks for uh, thanks for reconvening. Yes, I'm, I'm always excited to have you early in the season because I know you give great answers. So let's jump right into the first one. Uh, you must pick one chore or obligation to do every day for a year, but if you make it the whole year, you never have to do it again the rest of your life. So what chore do you pick? Wow. Laundry. Mm, yeah. Yeah, Laundry stinks. It really does. It really does. So God bless my wife for all the times she does laundry. Cause yeah. Like I can do the I do the dishwasher occasionally. I don't mind doing that, but the laundry is like, ugh, because it's so time consuming. Yeah. And then you actually like take it out and fold it. That pile that sits on the bed, and you're just like, oh, gross. Yeah. But also, if I was the one doing the chore. I would only really do laundry like once every 10 days. Mm-hmm, and I would right. wear everything in my closet and then wash it all at once. Yes, yes. I'm with you on that. Can you describe how you are as a passenger in a streetcar? Uh, I'm not a backseat driver necessarily, but I have a lot of thoughts that I don't vocalize. I just kind <laughs> of uh, – a lot of judgy thoughts uh-huh. about the amount of brake pressure and – the over usage of the blinker you know or the correct amount of usage of the blinker and i just don't use any blinker uh-huh um and you know i just keep it to myself and i appreciate the ride okay well i mean kudos to you for the self-restraint there that's very difficult to do i'm not as not as good at that yeah i don't i don't but if if it's my wife and i 98 percent of the time i'm driving okay gotcha gotcha what is an app on your phone that you love using and think that more people should know about or that you'd like recommend or something? Uh, I've been pretty heavy on whoop. So oh, the, okay, the yeah. whoop strap, I feel like people who don't understand how their body works, that's a great tool to understand resting heart rate and heart rate variability. And just, you can see how your habits throughout the day and what food you eat affect your sleep and affect your energy. Um, and it's not just like a medication that to fix all, right? Like it's a long-term process to get your body in a healthy state. Um, you know, I say Twitter or something like that, but I'm, I've been off social media. So I actually spend a lot more time on whoop and just like really kind of digging into the details of, uh, you can catalog, do you listen to white noise? Do you drink caffeine at certain times of the day? And it'll show you, it'll show you like 
Or if you drink caffeine past one o'clock, your sleep percentage goes down four percent. Like stuff like that, oh, you okay. can really break it down. You can get as intricate as you wanted to go. So, I would recommend everybody to get some sort of a aura ring or a whoop strap and and spend some time on that and really learn how your body reacts to your habits. Wow, that's fascinating. And why did you get off social media? Uh, just man, I had a lot of noise in my life, um, and. I got a new cell phone number. I had the same cell phone number since I was in like eighth grade, right? So I just kind of wanted to reset. But um, it's so easy to fill your fill your day with distractions and and be unfocused on on things that matter, whether it's your family, whether it's your work. You know, you have all these people pinging you for your attention and your energy. Um, so I, I needed to make my circle a bit smaller and, and focus on. Um, you know, the task at hand and that task at hand being the best race car driver I can be because it's a pretty p- pivotal, you know, six month to a year window in my career, I feel like. Wow. Fascinating. Okay. Um, so what do you do to make yourself feel better when you're having a crappy day? I mean, I'll say a prayer. I just, you know, whether listen to some, some Christian music or something like that, depends what kind of mood I'm in. Um, I gave up coffee for a month too, so generally it would be get a coffee and just like kind of sip on that. It's a bit soothing, but since I didn't have the opportunity to do that for a month, I had to figure out different ways. But um, if I if I found myself having a bad day, man, I'll just kick it over to the big man and let him let him handle it. So there's a lot of there's a lot of scripture on that that I've just been trying to lean into there. So really and truly, you can try to conjure up some self help and motivation, but at the end of the day, that stuff's pretty futile. Okay. So this next one, um, I'm having readers submit like a Dear Abby type question, advice column, and I'm mixing it up for each person. So each driver gets a different question. So yours is going to be, this person says, my commute to work is getting worse every day. Between accidents, road rage, increased traffic, and construction, my commute has has become an hour longer and miserable. Mm. How should I handle my increased anxiety over driving in a pack on the road and avoid my own road rage? Uh, Move closer to your work. (laughs) <laughs> that would help a lot, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Then they wouldn't then they wouldn't have to worry about that. Then you only have like ten minutes of road rage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that's a very practical answer. I like that. Yeah. Or listen to stacking pennies. Uh, there you go too. Okay. You might need more episodes for that long of a commute. Yeah, because you'd be yeah. burning one up per direction. Yeah, right, right. So I'd yeah, I'd recommend getting a getting a spot to live closer to work. Okay. So this next one I'm asking people to weigh in on one of these pop culture debates that we always you know random debate that people have mm. so uh, you've said the the nascar goat is jimmy johnson and thank you by the way for serving on our nascar 75 panel um so that's not opinionated that's just fact oh th- well there you go yeah that's just what it is so who is the nba goat you know do you feel like lebron who just got the scoring record recently uh, but only has four championships or mj which obvi- who obviously scored fewer points in his career but has six championships uh, Michael Michael Jordan's the goat man I feel like but that's also a a slightly different debate I believe cuz there's a lot more statistics to you know I think the game of basketball ha- hasn't changed as aggressively as the game of NASCAR and how cl- tight the competition has gotten over on this side to where a modern quote unquote modern era guy like Jimmy to win seven championships and multiple different championship points uh, structures still found his way as a champion was I can't even begin to describe to you how hard that was uh, what he what he accomplished so 
the overall playoff structure, the seeding, stuff like that in the NBA hasn't changed, right? So um, I think that you can you can make a case for LeBron pretty strong, and you can make a pr- pretty good case for, for MJ. But just because MJ is a co-owner in our sport, I'm going to give him the nod because he's supporting NASCAR, and I appreciate that. Okay, okay, I like that. Uh, so this next one's a wild card question, mixing it up for each person. Um, I wanted to ask you about your podcast because I am a regular listener, obviously, and I feel like there's been an evolution uh, in your comfort level and your style. You're, you're so much more comfortable um, you know, interviewing people, keeping the conversation flowing. Like I noticed, and you can do it with a variety of, like you had Alvin Kamara on and you had a great conversation with him. And you got some stuff out of him that I'm not sure people had ever heard. Yeah. So being on that side of the mic, what has that sort of taught you about when people are interviewing you or like how to give answers or has it taught you anything? Oh man, it's taught me a ton uh, about being able to kind of take the blinders off because you kind of get so self-centered of being the one always asked the questions. And you have your cookie cutter answers boom boom like this is what you answer to this one this is what you answer to that one but i want to hear i want to ask questions that i've never heard or answered before and i also want to hear things hear responses from people whether it's harvick whether it's joey you know you kind of get them softened up and then you kind of you relate to them because even whether it be alvin kamar or not like we're still professionals and our sports looks vastly different, but the way you prepare the weight and the responsibilities and all that stuff that comes along with it is similar. Um, so I think it, it, it does help to relate and somebody also who understands like the pressures and all the stuff that comes along with the job. Um, and I listen to myself back. I do self audits, uh, about every month or so. Like I'll wow. listen to myself back at like one and a half speed, make sure I'm not using too many ums or uhs or this is what I wanted to articulate and I didn't really do a good job of that and then here's how I want to do it next time. So I like I put a lot of work into that. And it's also allowed me to view driving as a hobby again and I view this as work. Right. Hmm. I view the media stuff, I view the podcast, I view serious as stuff that I want to get better at. And I look at that as like work and I look at driving the car as like an opportunity to go have some fun. Wow. That's really cool. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In your career, what is the deal that came closest to happening that ended up not working out? So Harvick, um, he well, is a long story, and I'll keep it brief for another day. But he called me. He helped me build a K&N car. We, we had a ob, we had a obsolete Penske car. We couldn't find parts for it. He called dad. Called him. Hey, we need some help. He saw KHI at the time. I was probably eighteen. And Harvick calls the shop phone. Hey, man load that thing up here and bring it up here so he put four or five of his guys on it and they built the car went to iowa we run second or third with it and we were working towards putting a truck deal together a part-time deal the following season and as i was driving up to the shop we were talking about specifics and what races and what partners were going to go on the truck i was going to drive that two truck uh as i was driving up there corelli calls me hey man uh we're shutting down oh so that was uh, that would have definitely changed the trajectory of my life, my racing career. But with all that being said, I don't think I'd change anything. 
Hmm. I'm here because uh, this is exactly how it's supposed to work out. Right, wrong, or indifferent. You know, I could have been a superstar and won all these races, and I wouldn't have been the same person. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Who is a person you would be starstruck by when meeting them? Tim Tebow. Yeah. No question. Like bar none. I, I feel like you my, could, he's you my could guy. meet him, right? You haven't met him yet. He, he's so, come around. Man, he's a he's an ambassador for Clean Juice. So Landon, my buddy there, that supported the the kickball classic. I've been wearing him out. Right. He lives in Florida and he's doing world tours, preaching the gospel. But I've I've always always loved Tim Tebow. How solid he is in his faith, and I put his face on one of my helmets. So I did like a Mount Rushmore, like Joe Rogan and Tim Tebow and Dale Earnhardt and Abraham Lincoln, and he was on it. So I, I wanted to give him that helmet. When I do meet him one day, so Tim Tebow, if you're listening to 12 Questions with Jeff Gluck, hit me up, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a frequent listener. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the single most important skill a race car driver can possess? Composure. Mm. Yeah, composure. And, and I just think of Jimmy. And what I want to emulate out of Jimmy is his composure. Yeah, just in all situations. In all situations. Yeah. When, when stuff hits the fan, how do, you, how do you deal with it? How do you find a solution? How do you stay calm? Yeah, okay. What life lessons from a young age stick with you and affect your daily decisions as an adult? Ooh. Uh, I think a saying that was told to me a long time ago, and it just rings true over and over again, is how you do anything is how you do everything. Oh. Right? If you walk over that piece of trash and don't throw it out, like that's just a little bit of carelessness that's going to trickle into every other thing. Right? If you Ooh. don't finish that last little bit of your homework assignment and leave it up, like that's how you're going to do the next big thing. And those little things turn into the big things. Kind of relates to stacking pennies. But, um, yeah, how you do anything is how you do everything. And that's, that's stuck with me. Wow, I really like that. Okay. So each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next person. Last was Chase Briscoe. And he says, like, he knows you'll be ready when you get the inevitable opportunity to jump in a faster car someday. You're going to get that chance at some point, he says. So what do you think will be the biggest change for you personally when you're driving for a big team versus a smaller one? I don't know yet. I've been driving for small teams my entire NASCAR career. Um, I've been having a lot of fun with it, work with a lot of great people, but I think it's going to be different working, one, with consistent teammates, not just one but three uh, potentially. Um, you know, I think the amount of, you know, probably the amount of homework you have to do is probably gonna be a little bit more, but I feel like I've been holding myself to that standard for years now, knowing that when that opportunity comes, I don't want to play catch up and be kind of sh like struck by, or just shocked by the amount of differences the preparation is for a race winning capable team and a team that's, you know, trying to run 20th it the amount of preparation that i put in from talking to joey from talking to guys you know chase briscoe like harvick i put the preparation in those guys do that way when i get plugged into one of those groups it's just business as usual and then you just sit in a faster horse and you whip that thing and go yeah uh i don't know who the next interview is with uh do you want to give a question when i know or would you want to come up with one now uh, just text me when you find out who it is and okay. I'll, I'll give you something. New, I like to make it specific. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Thank you very much. Yeah, Jeff. All right, everybody. There you have it. Corey LaJoy on the 12 questions. And guess what? Just as I was recording this today and typing, uh, typing up the 12 questions written version, which is on the athletic.com, the news came out that Corey LaJoy will get to meet Tim Tebow, which he mentioned earlier in this episode, of course, because Tim Tebow is going to be doing some sort of Easter service 
at the Bristol Dirt Race. And of course, Corey LaJoy will be at that race. So I'm sure he'll get to bring the helmet to give to Tim Tebow. So there you go. And also uh, another update. I also have Corey LaJoy's question for the next person, which is Ross Chastain. So his question for Ross Chastain is this, how long, if at all, did it take you to shake the mindset of not feeling like you belong contending for top fives and wins after driving subpar equipment for your entire career? So Ross Chastain will answer that question next week on the 12 questions. Hopefully you enjoy these and would love to have you subscribe to The Athletic if you're not already. You can go to theathletic.com slash 12 questions to do that. And of course, uh, you not only get to read these, but you get them one week earlier than they appear in everybody else's feed. Anyway, either way, appreciate your support. And I will talk to you next time on the 12 Questions Podcast.